0: Well, uh, it's junior camp night. So I'd like to invite everybody uh, in this room an extended junior camp night. And so this is what I need from y'all. Number one, stay awake. As I would say, junior camp, stay awake. Number two, stay awake. (laughs) Number three, don't mess with your friends. Unless they're not awake. (laughs) Um, I love junior camp. I love junior camp. And uh, the reason I love junior camp so much is because the hearts are precious. It almost seems to me like they're moldable at that age. It seems to me that they know that they are sinners. And they want to do something about it. And their hearts are able to take in the preaching of God's word and not just take it in, but do something about it. Amen. I don't like preaching to teens sometimes. Now, I love teens. don't get me wrong. But sometimes their hearts aren't as open. Sometimes they don't remember that they're sinners. And dare I say, if I go up in age, sometimes we all forget that even Christians sin. I vividly remember after getting saved that I told the Lord I was never, ever, 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 ever going to sin anymore. I was uh, 11 or 12 years old when I got saved, and I just remember getting up uh, from the altar and thinking, Lord, from here on out, Lord, I'm going down the straight and narrow path. I'm reading my Bible every day. I'm going to listen to my parents. I'm going to obey. I'm never, 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 never going to sin again. What happened? How long did it last? About an hour. Well, what happened? Well, I had siblings, and they were major sinners, provoking me to sin, (laughs) being the youngest of four. Do you remember or have you ever thought those times where you told the Lord, I'm just never going to do that again? I'm never going to sin. That particular sin. Um And there was a longing, hopefully in your heart, that there was some conviction there as a a Christian thinking, you know, I'm tired of this sin. I'm tired of this sin and I don't want to do it anymore. We know that sinners sin and they're good at it. But do we forget that Christians sin also? The fact that Christians sin is what brought me to this passage. If you take your Bibles and turn to 1 John in chapter number one, if you would please, 1 John in chapter number one. 1 John in chapter number one. And I know it's a Wednesday night, so I'm not going to go into a major background, but knowing this, that... Uh, this is the beloved John writing and he's writing to Christians. Those who are saved, those who are born again, those that know when they, were, they, are, that they, when they die, they're going to heaven. I'm talking about born again, Bible believing Christians. And this is what he says to them in verse number eight of 1 John 1. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Can I get an amen there? Verse 10, if we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar. And his word is not in us. The fact that Christian sin bothers some people. I've heard it, I've heard it that this way that no genuinely converted born again Christian sins. They uh, somehow think that to be a Christian means one has simply gotten so good that he does no wrong. Some people simply do not know their own human nature at that point. Nor do they understand the Bible because there are, are a great number of sinning saints in the Bible. All Christians sin. And no Christian can have a day to day victory over sin and live the happy, joyful, triumphant life until he faces the true facts. Listen, faces the true facts about his sin in his own nature, the sin in his own life and what to do about the sin. And here this evening, I'm hope to convey to you that when Christians sin. It's still sin. (laughs) I know I'm really deep. But we need to hear that. Just as this week, uh, this past week, preaching to junior campers, they need to know that they're sinners. And some of them are cute little sinners. But none of us are cute to God by way of sin. And so, Father, may you bless this word here this evening. Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity to preach to my favorite church, to my favorite congregation. And I know within it, in my own self, God, I sin and I have problems and I have things in my life that are consistently keeping me from fellowship with you. And so, God, as we all daily uh, try to live a Christian life, Lord, help us to not be deceived, even in of ourselves, to be deceived from who we really are apart from Christ. And so God may bless this service tonight. Thank you for the singing. Thank you for the specials. Thank you for the testimonies. It's already convicted my heart. And it's been a refreshment to my heart also. And so, God, this Wednesday night, may you bless. And all God's people said, Amen. You may be seated. A woman asked a preacher, why do you keep preaching to us Christians about sin? After all, sin in the life of a Christian is way different from sin in the life of an unsaved person. Yes, replied the pastor. It is different. It's much worse. It's much worse because we understand why a sinner sins because they don't have the indwelling Holy Spirit uh, that comes within a person's life. Once they receive Jesus into their heart and by faith, trust that he's the only way to heaven. And we understand that a sinner is going to sin. But even more so, sometimes we forget that Christians sin. And it could be over, even in in this in this in this mind that it it, it is worse, because we at least had the Holy Spirit to help us. We at least have the Bible, Bible's direction to help us, and still we snub our nose at God and say, "Yeah, I have those things, but I still want this. I'll still do this." Our passage tonight presents to us a perfect picture of what sin looks like in a Christian life, and. The beloved Apostle John, by divine inspiration, think about this way by divine inspiration, as he's writing what God is telling him to write, he says this if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. I I think that's kind of ironic. As he's being led by the divine Holy Spirit, he's saying this I can't even write this because I know I'm deceiving myself, thinking I am not a sinner as I write this, I don't know, I got a kick out of it, understanding it, thinking this, that who is the we in this passage, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, if we confess, if we say the the apostle John is talking about himself, and not just himself, also the Christians that he's writing to, not just the Christians that he's writing to, but us that read the Bible. So if we say it this way, it'd be very easy to say that if the Apostle uh, John, John understood divine inspiration, we could say it this way that if we Christians say that we have no sin, we Christians deceive ourselves. Question If the Apostle John understood This And he says, I can't say I have no sin or I'll be deceiving myself. If John understood this truth, maybe should we take a closer look at our own Christian life every single day? Maybe we all are not as spiritually clean as we think. Or as we act. You know what I love about kids? Transparency. You can tell them and they understand it and they do something about it. You wore the same pants yesterday, Change pants. Yes, I did. And yes, I will. You wore the same pants three days in a row. It's time to change your pants. Yes, I have. And yes, I will. I love the transfer, especially when you go to junior camp. It seems like uh, they understand that, hey, they're still sinners, even after they sin. And as I've extended junior camp, even to this evening, and, and the more you say amen, the less I preach. Amen. Yep. <laughs> now, it's a custom for me that as I start junior camp out, I always walk around with Jolly Ranchers and get them to the kids because they need to stay awake. I don't need to do that tonight, right? You say, well, I'll take a Jolly Rancher. Okay, come see me afterwards. Uh, But listen, the simplicity and the extension of junior camp, I I think is is very relevant for tonight's uh, Wednesday night service because I feel like I'm preaching to the choir and that's not just something that preachers say, but hey, you're here because you love the Lord. You're here because you have a relationship with the Lord. You're here because you want to further your relationship with the Lord and you want to get things right and you want to do the right thing. Can I just help you out as another Christian? We sin and we need to get it taken care of. As employed by John here, he knew That we're not all as spiritually clean as we think we are or even know we are. Now it may be that I'm truly conscious of, it may be that you are truly conscious of no sin. Except what has been confessed and forsaken by God. And that, by the way, that's a good life to live. That's a good Christian life. Uh, a life to live of of confessing sin and, and things that need to be forsaken and God forgives you and helps you and guides you but, but remember what the scripture says and also teaches that the heart is deceitful above all things desperately wicked who can know it so even even here tonight you say my brother Seth my heart I feel like I'm pretty good I've I've confessed I have forsaken and within in my own heart, I, I feel like I'm on track with the Lord and and doing the right things. But can I just once again tell you by scripture that doesn't mean that you're still right with God. Yeah, right. You can't follow your heart. Because it's deceitful. Is not that what the Bible says? And, and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Well, I can tell you this who knows it. God. God. God knows my heart. God knows Seth Bailey's heart. God knows your heart. Man can't even trust his own heart. Yep. I, don't know, I don't know about you, but I long to please the Savior. And I want to make every effort to turn my heart away from every sin. Can I get an amen there that I hope you you are the same as a Christian, that you long to serve the Lord. You long to serve the Savior. And, and, and you want to make every effort uh, to turn your heart away from every sin. And, and, and if you're a Christian, that should be your goal. That should be your desire. Every day you wake up, I am going to try my hardest and my best to get away from sin. But even as I wait on him to judge my heart, God reveals to me some matter slouched inside my heart. Or or, uh, the word slouched means it's, it's, it's deep down in there. Like I didn't even know it was there. And when I'm maybe even at the altar, I'm having time with the Lord. And as I'm waiting, maybe to have my own heart judged by God himself in those intimate times with the Lord. Are you all with me here? I hope you're having those intimate one on one times with the Lord where you you want God. Hey, judge me. Judge me, God. Make sure I'm clean. Make sure my sins uh, are gone from me and that that. At, at some point there the matter of your heart there's some secret sins that have slouched in there some wicked self-will that is penetrating your heart some human pride come on some human pride that is really 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 down in deep and some critical uh heart towards others I know I'm, not, I'm not preaching to anybody who would ever be critical to anybody else, but you might have that critical heart towards others, some failure in prayer. I'm, I'm telling you, we're not all prayer warriors, but we need, we need to be. And, and if you look down deep, there could be some failure in your prayer, some wavering in your faith, some bitterness, some unforgiveness, some things that you don't even know that you have. Judge me, God. I guarantee, even here tonight, every single one of us will fall in some of those categories. Because Christians sin. But unlike unsaved people, we like to hide it. And we're professionals at it. I mean, I could put on a suit like the best of them. And I hate it. I can tie a tie in my sleep and on my way to work every morning. You didn't know I could drive a car while tying a tie. Hey, 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 I I can I can look the part. I can act the part. Hey, I know how to be a professional, professional Christian because I know how to hide my sin, Uh, to where nobody else knows about it. Not even my closest friends. Not even my dear wife. Not even my children. No. Even the best Christians sin. There is blind wickedness in the hearts of even the best Christians. So, is there no hope then? <laughs> you're preaching this on a Wednesday night. I mean, come on, Brother Seth. I mean, you're, 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 you're telling us about how we're all, we're all sinners, and I, every single one of us, even when we walked through this room, we thought we were pretty good people, but now we just feel... <clears throat> So do we just keep deceiving ourselves, as John would put it? Do we just keep deceiving ourselves into thinking we're good Christians that never sin? Well, I mean, some of you do. Hello? I mean, some of you do. And some of us do. I mean, you can continue to take that route. And by the way, if you keep continuing to take that route, there is no hope. If you just keep deceiving yourselves and thinking that we are just good Christians that never seen sin. I mean, I mean, some Christians will continue to do that and, and will continue to do that, but other Christians will, according to verse number nine, confess their sins, knowing He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Man, that's good. <sighs> you know what I preach to teenagers all the time? The softest pillow is a good conscience. The softest pillow at night is a good conscience between you and God. Yeah, that's right. What I'm trying to say in a nutshell is this. When you know that you're a sinner, even, even after you are saved, and you know you continue to sin and continue to sin. The best remedy is confession. And that really makes you sleep well at night. I mean, some people don't have a Tempur-Pedic bed. Some people don't have a cool pillow. I'm thankful for those two. But some people overseas might have a rock. They might have a dirt floor they sleep on. I'm telling you, they sleep better than most Christians here in America. You know why? They have a clear conscience. Confession is made. Forgiveness is given and we're cleansed from all unrighteousness. Don't you know, once again, that this verse is to all Christians? <laughs> now, I've used it in the, in the realm of salvation and getting people saved and things of that nature. But John wrote it because he understood that that Christians are going to sin and they need reassured that they're they're still unrighteous, not fully sanctified I mean we're we're mainly all I mean pretty close to be sanctified but I can guarantee there's some of us that my hand raised up that I'm not even near sanctification now now I have a new nature hello I got a new nature but unfortunately I got an old body And confession can be made and forgiveness can be given and man, that's a great way to live a Christian life. And by the way, we need to do that. We need to do that. But you know why we have to confess our sins? It's because we allow the old nature to win. We allow the old nature to win so therefore we have to confess our sins. But but would it be that that we can go ahead and get ahead of that sin and to where we don't, we don't have to worry about confessing. That's a great life. Like, like before you have to confess, you take care of it, or, or offset it or be prepared for it so where you don't even have to confess to God all the time because, because I don't know about you, it seems like every single day I gotta confess and gotta confess and gotta confess. You know that what makes me feel? Weary weary it's like I'm never doing right I can never do right I said God I'll never 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 and I do God I'll never 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 and I did you're constantly confessing constantly confessing I tell you what that doesn't sound like the victorious Christian life we have to confess our sins because our old nature is winning you know every lost person is born once born of the flesh and it is carnal and it is human and it is sinful that's our nature once we're born that that's 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 our nature that's who we are but don't you know that every saved person is born twice come on every saved person is not just born once but they're born twice and has two natures the old nature and And the new nature, now the old nature still has the seeds of death and decay, and that's called our body and our flesh. But the new nature has a new heart. Born of God. And when Jesus comes back, he's going to take that new heart and put it in a new body and we'll be free from sin, free from decay and free from a place called hell. Amen. Glory. But until then, but until then, we're stuck here. Well, we don't have to just be stuck here. That sounds like, oh, we're stuck here. Hey, 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 Christian, since we all know we're going to sin, why don't we go ahead and just be ready for it? Why, why don't we go ahead and, and, and maybe uh, as the Bible would say, and even as uh, Paul would say in Romans chapter number seven, he understood the very constant conflict between the old nature versus the new nature. Don't turn there, but Romans chapter seven, verses 18, Paul says, for that which I do, I allow not. For I would that I do not. But what I hate, that I do. You know what Paul is saying? And Paul was a pretty spiritual guy. Kind of wrote most of the New Testament. And if Paul had a constant struggle with even the same thing as John was writing here of being deceived and deceiving himself as a Christian, maybe me and you might have a little bit of problem on this world too. Paul, Paul says, The things that I want to do, I don't do them. But the things that I know I shouldn't do, I do it. What's his conclusion? Verse number 24. He says, oh, wretched soul or man that I am. (laughs) Oh, wretched man that I am. Who shall deliver me from the body, the body of this flesh? Who shall deliver me from the body of this flesh? And and, in all these cases, this is all present tense, meaning this happening right now in in his Christian life, happening right now in Paul's Christian life, present tense in 1 John, happening right now in John's life. He like John knew that he couldn't be self-deceived knowing that every day is a battle to live a sinless life. Every single day is a battle. And the conclusion is, when you try to do it in your own nature, all you can say is, oh, wretched man that I am. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? The next verse says this, but I thank God. I'm going to enjoy this all by myself, because remember, if you say amen, I I move on along in the sermon. We're almost done here, but now I've got to add 10 more minutes. but, but but, But Paul says, but thanks be to God. Through the Lord Jesus Christ. So when then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the the, the law of sin. uh, Paul is saying this, hey, I don't have to lose. I can win this battle. I can win this battle. You know, we've all heard of Tug of war, and uh, it's a great game, especially when you get uh, uh, kids all together, and you just you just need you need to get the wiggles out. You know what I'm saying? And so you get them out there, and uh, you get them all lined up, and uh, and it's a, it's a good time. And and I'm telling you that uh, tug of war is a great it, it's a great game. But when it comes to life, can we say this? Y- you could be playing tug of two natures i talking of two natures. And every single day in your life, you're battling your flesh, and you're battling this world, and you're battling Satan. And man, I'm, I'm telling you what, that, that can be harsh. That could be something that uh, starts wearing on you. And, and, and by the way, those things do wear on you. And, and you've got the old nature that's constantly, constantly, every time you wake up, every morning, you've got the old nature. Yep, yep, Hello? Yep, yep. And it's there. And it's not pretty. Now, you you try to butter it up a little bit, you brush your teeth, you shave it, you, you know, you pick the nose hairs out of it. You, I mean, you groom it. I mean, you do, you put some nice clothes on it. You play, you, you spray some nice cologne on that body, on that flesh. And man, man, by the time, and you, maybe you go to the breakfast table, man, you feeling good, you're feeling sharp, you know, and man, you're, you, you, I mean, you're, you're playing the part, but let me just tell you, you're still the flesh. You're still the flesh. And that old nature its not going to give up. And by the way, it will never give up until Jesus comes back or your body goes back into the to the ground. That old nature, man, it's it's horrible. It's it almost looks like all four of our interns. Don't it? Don't that don't that old nature just look like all of our interns, summer interns. They look horrible. Man, they're sinful. Um, Especially this one right here. We got some rivalries there between me and Jake the Snake. <laughs> so over here, we got represented the old nature, and it's always going to be with you. And it's ugly, real ugly. We got the new nature. Come on, Bentley. Come here, right here. Stand right here, buddy. Garrett, Clay. Come on some good-looking kids here strong backs good-looking glasses (laughs) go grab that rope guys Bentley you might want to there you go I want to step over buddy so this is life this is your daily life right here okay in between the duct tape here it's your life and and you wake up every morning you got the old nature over here you got the new nature over here and And I'm just telling you, I mean, uh, you think that life's going good until that old nature takes over. Okay, guys, you holding on real good. Okay, we're about to play tug of two natures. Don't start yet, nature. Old nature, wicked nature, sinful nature, cheating nature. Now, listen, are you ready, new nature? Are you ready? Y'all are always ready, right? Hey, you're always ready to wreck a life. You're always ready to get what you want. Okay. So here we go. We're just going to have a battle of the daily routine of life. Y'all with me here? Daily routine of life. And so mark set, go. You wake. You're awake. It doesn't matter how hard. You try. You try. Stop. Okay, nature. You won like all the way here. By the way, that's not in the sermon, but your nature will keep going. Your old nature will keep going. It, it doesn't have a parameter. That's right. Yeah, I don't. But don't you know that uh, the new nature did not lose because it didn't have enough power? Bentley, just let me see those muscles. <laughs> okay, yours did. Uh, no, it didn't lose... Bentley, because you didn't have enough power. It didn't lose because you didn't have enough tools. It lost because you did not use the power and you did not use the tools that God has given every Christian. Right. From the beginning of time to the time that God calls you home. Like, like this uh, church, like, like your heavenly father. So, so it's not just your old nature versus your new nature, but your new nature comes with some power and some, with some, some pretty, pretty nice tools like like your heavenly father who, who daily gives you light for daily life. Like he, he walks in light. And even in John, it talks about how if you walk in the light, if you walk in the light, he is in the light. You got a heavenly father that will come and help you. And John, you're a dad. Why don't you come up here? And, and uh, he can't. No, brother Aaron, you're a dad. Why don't you come up here and... Help somebody here. We got another dad in here who don't like to see their son lose. Anybody got another dad in here? They don't want to. Do we have another dad in here that wants to step up and and yeah? Thank you. Good job, dad. <laughs> you know the we we in order to to beat the old nature and to live a victorious Christian life. We need to use what God has given us. Oh, I know you've heard this before. I know you've grown up in church all your life, but still you've come to church and you probably are deceiving yourself even right now saying, my life is good. My life is clean. I have no besetting sins. Hello. Yeah, you're deceiving yourself. Because you've got the Holy Spirit, which produces, uh, you've got the Holy Spirit, okay, you, you, you nature, you got the Holy Spirit, you got the Heavenly Fathers that help. Now give up some rope here, okay? Because you're gonna you have more help coming, all right? You got the Holy Spirit, which produces like love and uh, and like joy and and like peace and like oh yeah, long suffering and like gentleness and like goodness and like I don't know, faith. oh and if you think that's that's not enough the hey hey you think that's not enough for your new nature you got the bible you got the bible and the bible gives you daily meditation and feeding on on god's word to do what to give you strength every day i mean you got the bible (laughs) it's the best we can get Come on, scoot up, you gotta make room. Come on, everybody scoot up, you gotta make some room. You, you, got, you got more than what you think. You got more than what you think, I man. You got the Bible, you got your Heavenly Father, you got the Holy Spirit, and that produces a lot. Hey, that produces a lot of spirit to combat your fleshly spirits of anger and wrath and bitterness. You know that was how you're gonna beat that old nature? You get the new nature. It's not just the Bible, but you got like a prayer you got, a, uh, you got a place to pray. You, you got a, you, hey, you got a church altar? Right. Yeah. And it looks pretty new still. Right. Yeah. Now, I only preach once a year, so I can get on to everybody. <laughs> but I'm telling you, that old-fashioned altar still changes lives. Right, yeah. And you don't have to be, look, look. This altar is not just made for unsaved people. This altar is made for Christians who realize, hey, I'm continually sinning. I'm continually sinning. And there's some things in my life I need to get right and right and right. And I live in this sinful world. and I got a church altar that I'm telling you what, that I can go to God and pray and pray. And it will help me. It will help me support some missionaries. It will help me be in the government area. Come on up. It will help me. Listen, we got some church, church altars here that need to be used. To be used, why? So we can beat the old nature. Amen. You got right decision making that'll help you beat the old nature. Avoid the steps that would lead you to sin. You say, brother Seth, that's, this is not fair. You're stacking. You're stacking the new nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Amen. it's supposed to be stacked you're saved you're born again you don't have to contend with that nasty old flesh i just want to kick (laughs) him where's my notes right decisions teenagers you need you know how you make some right decisions you avoid the steps that would lead to sin You don't want to marry a drunkard? Don't date a guy who likes to drink. Amen. You, don't want to, you don't want to marry a fornicator? Don't marry a guy who's trying to work around your dad. I don't know, that works. Yep. And lastly, it's not, not if it's stacked enough, but you need to seek to follow. Listen, new nature, you need to seek to follow the will of God in every little detail. I think a lot of sin happens because we, we forget the details. Yeah. I'm talking about my own Christian life. Man, I'm doing pretty good. But man, I forgot that little detail. And saying, doesn't he know every crack, every nook? Doesn't our flesh know who we are? That, yeah, I'll try this and this, but your flesh knows, hey, I know I'm going to get around that. Yeah. Yeah. You left that open. You left that detail. Details mean a lot. For Matt. Details mean a lot. Jake. Details mean a lot. I think we can have a good battle against the nature. Y'all ready? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Wait a second. Nature? You are all big and bad? When the new nature was trying to do it in themselves, when you, us, try to do it in ourselves. But it is stacked. Because we are more than conquerors. And greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. On your mark. (laughs) Please hurt that nature. Get set. Go. What up, nature? Old nature? <laughs> yep. <laughs> hey, 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 listen. A, si- a Christian is going to sin. Stop deceiving yourselves <laughs> And start defeating the old nature right, right. Amen. with everything. And by the way, that's, this is not the only list. Of tools and of power just think about this just came to mind like soul winning that is a tool and a power because when you're when you're thinking about souls you stop thinking about other people which mainly is yourself when you start thinking about souls you start thinking about other people and not yourself man that's a powerful that's a powerful tool that can whip some old nature That's causing a lot of people to go to hell. Your old nature causes a lot of people to go to hell. It doesn't have to. You got it. Use it. Use it. All heads bowed. All eyes closed. Thank you. May be seated. There's a story about an Indian who was converted, but he had a good deal of struggle to live right. Tapping on his heart, he said to the missionary, two dogs are all the time fighting in here. One is a bad dog. The other is a good dog keeps pounding on his chest as says, they fight all the time. The missionary asks him, which dog wins the fight? And the Indian smiles and says, the one I say, sick him to. Christian, we would win a whole lot more battles as Christians if we tell the Holy Spirit to sick him. Sick that old nature. Get rid of that old nature. Get rid of that sin. Confess your sin. And God will cleanse you from all unrighteousness. All heads bowed, all eyes closed. At this time, would you please stand? The altars are open here this evening as the piano begins to play softly. We're all sinners and we're the best at it. What are some things in our life that we need to get right? What are some things in our life that we're battling? I didn't give you a list of sins that we commit. But this is the Wednesday night crowd. We know the sins. We know them by name.